We've got the chance of a big step forward in reforming the bail system that discriminates against the poor. A much smaller step forward than we expected in the battle to keep guns out of the hands of the bad guys, and a time-traveling step forward for the FBI with its seizure of a Back to the Future-style DeLorean. That's some of the news today on The Wake Up, the daily briefing from Cleveland.com. It's Tuesday, October 8th, and I'm Chris Quinn. At Cleveland.com, we've been banging the drum for more than three years about the need for bail reform in Cuyahoga County, because the system, as it exists today, harshly mistreats people with little money. Changes seem to be moving in 2017 and 2018, but almost nothing has happened in 2019, despite promises from Chief Cuyahoga County Judge John Russo. County Executive Armin Budish clearly thinks 2020 is the year when it will happen, as he has proposed a budget with the cash needed to pay for it. Budish will formally submit his budget to the county council today, but on Monday he had an informal discussion with them. In addition to setting aside $1 million for bail reform, he wants more money for foster care to deal with the children of parents addicted to opioids. He also said he will seek a health and human services tax increase, but why he believes he needs one is unclear. With Cuyahoga County set to collect a windfall in the tens of millions of dollars from opioid lawsuits. The wait is over for Governor Mike DeWine's gun proposals, and he's watered them down from what he seemed to promise after the Dayton massacre. Instead of near-universal background checks for anyone seeking to buy a gun, the governor wants to create a voluntary process for people selling guns privately. If you wanted to sell a gun under the DeWine proposal, you could go to the county sheriff, who would run a background check for you, and if your buyer came back clean, you'd get something called a Seller Protection Certificate. To get people to use the system, DeWine would make it a crime to negligently sell a gun to someone who shouldn't have it. Now, you only get into trouble if you recklessly sell a gun to a felon or someone else barred from having it. Under DeWine's proposal, you no longer could claim that you had no way of knowing about a buyer's unsavory background. Separately, instead of a red flag law in which judges could take guns away from the people deemed to be a threat to themselves or others, DeWine would allow authorities to send people with alcohol or drug problems to a psychiatric hospital and there they cannot legally have guns. DeWine's proposals now go to the legislature, which has shown no desire to strengthen gun laws in Ohio. With four people killed execution-style in a vacant house one weekend, and a six-year-old girl shot in the head as she slept in her bed a couple of weekends later, Cleveland City Council is imploring city residents to abandon their code of silence and help police catch the killers. Thirteen members of City Council joined Mayor Frank Jackson and Police Chief Calvin Williams Monday to call on Clevelanders to help solve the city's rash of violent crimes. Councilmember Kevin Bishop organized the press conference and said people have to drop the no-snitch rule that prevents their cooperation. The case that sparked the outcry was the death of six-year-old Lyric Lawson in her home on East 171st Street and St. Clair Avenue in Collinwood. Police said 22 rifle shots were fired into her home early Saturday with one hitting her in the head. Two weeks earlier... 
Four bodies were discovered on the third floor of a house on East 144th Street in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Councilmember Anthony Hairston said people who stay silent are as bad as the people who commit the murders. Investigators have increased what they will pay to get your help solving a double homicide at a Metro Parks reservation last June. The FBI, Cleveland Metro Parks Police, and Crime Stoppers of Cuyahoga County upped the reward to $30,000 Monday for information on the killings of Catherine Brown, who was 33, and Carnell Sledge, who was 40. Their bodies were discovered at a pull-off lot north of the Lorraine Road Bridge in the Rocky River Reservation. Police on Sunday broke up a large party of some 400 people in a home rented through Airbnb, a home once occupied by former Cleveland Cavalier J.R. Smith. Someone rented the $1.78 million mansion on Lake Road through Airbnb for a birthday party. As the party grew, neighbors began calling police. Some of the complaints were for loud partying. Others were for fights, public urination, marijuana use, and gunfire. But police said those accusations were unfounded. It took police from Bay Village, Westlake, and the Ohio State Highway Patrol to break up the party. The federal government will soon have a Batmobile, a Ghostbusters wagon, and a Back to the Future DeLorean as part of its fleet. The replicas are part of the property forfeited by the owner of a defunct Ohio addiction recovery company convicted in a fraud scheme. Ryan Sheridan of Letonia agreed to forfeit the vehicles along with more than $2.9 million, including $390,000 in cold hard cash seized from a gun safe in the basement of his home. The FBI seized the money in cars when it executed search warrants last year. Sheridan was the owner of Breaking Point Recovery Center, which provided a variety of services and collected more than $31 million from Medicaid using fraudulent claims. Sheridan was flashy before his fall. He once drove the Ghostbusters wagon in a Youngstown parade. No word on whether the feds will use the Batmobile as an undercover car or the Back to the Future DeLorean to get around expired statutes of limitations. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. You can find more details about these stories and plenty of others at cleveland.com. Please come back tomorrow for another edition. 